You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Before we get into the show today, um, first I just want to give uh, tribute to Mike Stryker. Um, it's been one year to the day that he's passed away, which for anyone who doesn't know, Mike Stryker is a uh, National Dirt Midget Hall of Famer. He was a teacher at the University of Northwestern Ohio, where I went to school at. He helped plenty of us out there who are into that type of racing, and he actually helped me try to find a sprint car job as soon as I graduated. Uh, he's most widely known as being the founder of Hawk Chassis, the 1991 USAC National Midget Champion, and he's widely credited for being a mentor to so many young drivers, myself included, my teammate Ryan Chilkowski, big names like Jeff Gordon, he's helped out along the way. So certainly we want to send prayers to his family on this hard day. And with that, let's get into the show. Thank you so much, Michael. We will keep him in our thoughts for sure. All right, race fans, welcome back to another episode of the Dropping the Hammer Racing Hour here on the Grueling Truth Let's Speak. I'm Alex Gray, along here with Michael Klein. Sorry it's been a while. Things have been busy, and, uh, of course, you know, it is 2020. But I can't say that for a matter of fact, this weekend is championship weekend. We have finally reached the, the end of the NASCAR season. Oddly enough, and even though we had a seven-week break where there was no racing due to the pandemic, we made it. So like yeah, before say. we go any further, I just think we need to give a huge shout-out to NASCAR for managing to get all 36 races in. Yes, a lot of them were without fans. A lot of them had to be delayed. Some tracks didn't even get a date this year. But you know what? We dealt with the uh, cards we were handed, and, you know, we managed to pull it off. I know a lot of people didn't think we'd be able to do that. Um, besides NFL, I don't think any other sport has been able to do that this year. So certainly NASCAR definitely needs all the credit in the world for this. Yeah, they certainly need to. NASCAR has done a heck of a job, not to mention NASCAR is pretty much like the first sport to come back during the pandemic. And I think NASCAR has just done a terrific job. Um, and, of course, you know, they've had they've started opening things back up to uh, some small crowds, which is a good sign to see. Who knows what what things will look like next year, honestly, but we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, NASCAR's done a heck of a job. I mean, I'm, I I remember when everything shut down, I was like, I don't know when we're going to be racing again. Are we going to get a season in? Like, you know, what was going to happen? But, yeah, seriously, kudos to NASCAR for doing everything they could to, to get this season going again. And, well, here we are now. <laughs> Here we are now. It's championship week at not Homestead. It is at Phoenix now instead of Homestead. All right. So uh, we can preview all three circuits. So we'll start with the trucks. It is Friday when of recording this. So um, truck series championship is tonight. Um, we got Grant Anfinger, Brent Moffitt, Zane Smith, and Sheldon Creed. And perhaps maybe more beef between the, uh, unfortunately, the KBM trucks and the Thor Sport trucks. But besides that, uh, who are you liking for the championship uh, tonight for the truck series? 
<clears throat> honestly going to be a hard one to decide. I mean, you have Sheldon Creed, who has just kind of been absolutely on it this last yeah. half of the season since that first win in Kentucky. Um, you got the incredibly consistent end finger. And uh, the rookie phenom Zane Smith, and of course the series veteran Brett Moffitt. So it's definitely hard to go with somebody on there. Um, personally, with me, I'm just going to go with uh, Grant Enfinger. You know, I just kind of seem to have a good feeling about him tonight. So that's going to be the guy who I go with in that. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you, actually. Um, I'm really liking Grant Enfinger. Uh, as you said, yeah, Sheldon Creed has been explosive the second half of the season, and even if he doesn't win the championship tonight, he's going to be a favorite next season. Same with Zane Smith. Uh, honestly, GMS is going to be a threat next year, all of GMS. Uh, but, yeah, I think, honestly, Grant Enfinger seems like a guy who is due for a truck title um, for sure. You know, his consistency, the way he's won races, I, I certainly think he's the big favorite here tonight. So, looking on to the Xfinity Series, uh, you got that's going to be tomorrow on Saturday. You got Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Justin Allgaier, and Justin Haley. So, two Fords and two Justins taking on each other. Personally, I'm pretty sure you'll agree. I'm with Chase Briscoe on this one. I just think he's been very dominant. He has had, you know, the ups. He's had the downs. He's going to Cup next year with Stuart Haas Racing. I think he's going to get the job done. Absolutely. Still with you on that one. Yeah. And I just can't wait to see my boy Chase get home that title. I mean, here's a guy who's helped me out when I was first starting USAC. He's one of the most humble guys you will meet in the garage area. And, you know, mm-hmm. despite the success that he's had and obviously the fame he's gotten, you would never be able to tell that just from – talking to him. I mean, he is just seriously the most down-to-earth driver I can think of in the garage area. The way he doesn't, you know, flaunt that success he's had or the, his popularity within the sport now, it's it's just so awesome to see a guy like that having success. So certainly want to see him bring it home. Yeah, same here. I mean, I think Chase is a great guy, and, you know, he talked about at the beginning of the season, you know, I want to win at least, like, nine races to, you know, prove that I can be in a ride. And he certainly has topped that. And I think he can cap that off with a championship before uh, moving into cup next season for sure. And, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, lastly, you got the cup series. You got Logano, Chase Elliott. He finally gets in the championship for Denny Hamlin. And Brad Keselowski. I almost forgot the last driver. Goodness. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we got two guys chasing their second title. You got NASCAR's most popular driver who would love to get his first title and someone who's been probably one of the most successful drivers. He's got already got a Hall of Fame career in his hands, but the only thing he's missing is a cup championship, and that is Danny Hamlin. And, of course, some, some stories going into this one. Clint Boyer's last cup race, and, of course, the last cup race for seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. Um, so who are we liking here for the cup championship? Because I think all four drivers are pretty good at Phoenix. So I was with this guy at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with him now. I'm definitely still sticking by Denny Hamlin for the championship. 
this time around. I'd love to see Chase Elliott get it, you know, just for my own biased pick. But it's been way overdue for Hamlin now, and he's shown this year that he finally has that. I think he's finally going to be able to get it done this year. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was the same way. I said, this is Hamlin's year. This has got to be. Again, you know, he's done it all. He's not won a championship. And I, I think he is going to be the most hungry for a championship. And like you, I'd love to see Chase Elliott win the championship. That would be huge for NASCAR. That would be massive. Um, but, you know, as you said, Hamlin is overdue. And then, of course, the Penske cars, the Keselowski and Logano, they're going to be threats too. Logano, of course, wanted Phoenix the last time we were there. Um, so that's something to look out for. I think we're on. I think we're going to have a really good championship battle in the Cup Series for sure. And um, moving on, especially with the Cup Series, of course, I just mentioned Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson. This is going to be their last Cup race, and these are two guys that you and I have certainly grown up watching for the last fifteen plus years. Um, <laughs> you know, Clint Boyer, rookie in two thousand six. Got about 10 career cup wins, second place in the standings in 2012. And Jimmy Johnson, I mean, he's done it all. You know, two Daytona 500, seven championships, you name it, 83 wins. Jeez, uh, um, I, I can't believe it. You know, it's I, I, I'm starting to feel old. You know, all these guys that we grew up watching, they're all starting to – they're all pretty much retired almost now with the exception of a few. You know, uh, you look at Gordon, Stewart, Earnhardt Jr., Johnson, Boyer, uh, McMurray, Menard. I can keep going on. Yeah, and, you know, I can't believe no one's bringing this up, but this is also likely going to be Matt Kenseth's final race. And he's always said he doesn't plan on being back next season. So, and you know, obviously, yeah, he could get the call up to come back and sub for somebody. But but at some point you do have to say, okay, this is where you need to stop. So I think he's definitely getting close to that. So. You know, there is a very, very real possibility this will also be Matt Kenseth's final season, final race. Yeah, and we we thought, you know, his last season was in 2017. Then he drove part-time for Roush in 2018, made that turn. And then he came back this year uh, taking over the 42 for Larson. You know, and I think Kenseth has pretty much a Hall of Fame-worthy career as well. You know, he's done a lot. You know, he, of course, this is the 2003 champion. And I think some people have forgotten that with the struggling season he's had. Of course, he finished second at the Brickyard this year, too, which I'm not going to lie. I was pulling for him just to see him finally get one. But, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I, uh, Kenseth, for sure, you know, he's – regardless of how this season's been for him, he's had a successful career. He's had an amazing career. Um, so many wins. That, of course, the championship and – and two Daytona 500s as well. Yep. So, uh, with that, oh, by the way, you wanted to bring up the World of Outlaws Championship because we were at Kokomo just about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we got to see the championship battle get pretty much turned up on its head because, you know, we had Brad Sweet, who had a pretty sizable lead, and then he blows a motor with just a few laps to go. And then you have his two contenders, Shoehart and Shots finishing second and third. So now that lead has vanished significantly. We're heading into the final two races this weekend, both at Charlotte, tonight and tomorrow. So 
it's definitely going to be one to watch out for. You know, I got to, of course, I kind of really want to pull for Shoehart, but this is a track where Sweet is really good at, so it's kind of hard to go against him. But I'm going to stick with Shoehart here. I mean, Shark Racing is basically like the furniture row of the World of Outlaws, how I would compare it, except they're still around, of course. So just being able to see them get that championship would just be so incredible to that team. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that I think that would be you know incredible. It'd be a huge deal, um, and I think we're gonna have a really good championship battle there. So, um, so quick question: anywhere I can, I know this sounds stupid. Anywhere I can watch it just to make sure I can follow along. That would be on Dirt Vision. Uh, I think it's a forty dollar a month subscription, but of course you can just do that today and then cancel it. And if you haven't had it before, I think there is a free trial. Okay. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah, that's the one issue with the World of Outlaws is that they have Dirt Vision covering them, and it's forty dollars a month, which is just ridiculous if you ask me. I mean, you can go to Flow Racing for thirty dollars a month or one hundred and fifty a year, and yet you're getting every single USAC race, every single All Star Circuit of Champions race, so many different races around the country. So, like, first I don't see Dirt Vision lasting them much longer with that model, especially considering how Flo's taken over so many series. Yeah, it's not a good model at all. So, with that being said, we've covered all the championships. Um, something now that I want to move into that we definitely need to catch up on and something that we've been pondering is Silly Season for 2021. So many changes already really taking place. Um, obviously, we mentioned the retirements of Boyer, Kenseth, and Johnson. So, let's see. Drivers who are moving to a new team. Obviously, Chris Bell is replacing Eric Jones in the 20 for Joe Gibbs Racing. It has been announced that Alex Bowman um, will be staying with Hendrick, but he will move to the famous 48, made famous by Jimmy Johnson. And the good thing there with Bowman is that he no longer has to worry about sponsorship because Ally is locked in onto that car for all races through 2023. So definitely a good deal there. Ross Chastain is moving from Xfinity Racing to the 42, formally seated by both Kyle Larson and Matt Kenseth at Chip Ganassi Racing. So Chastain definitely getting his big break in the Cup Series. Eric Jones is moving to Richard Petty Motorsports in the 43. And we'll get to where Bubba Wallace is going because that itself is a big deal for NASCAR. So it'll be interesting to see how Eric Jones does in that car. Kyle Larson will be back in 2021. He is going to drive the new number, or I shouldn't say new, the return of the number five for Hendrick Motorsports, which was formerly the 88 car. Daniel Suarez is moving to Trackhouse Racing, a team started by Justin Marks the number 99, and that's going to act as a third RCR car. And here's the big one. Bubba Wallace moving to a new team as well, the number 23 for a team called 2311 Racing, a team that will be owned by Denny Hamlin and the basketball great himself, Michael Jordan. So, whew, a lot to take in, but... A lot of new teams coming in, too, and, of course, sadly, we're seeing the 
the final race for teams like Jermaine Racing and uh, Levine Family Racing, who have you know been in the Cup Series for a decade or a little over a decade, and then you got um, Go Fast Racing, formerly seated by, or of course Corey LaJoy is going to be out of that car after this uh, next race, and they're going to go part time as well. So so many changes are going on. What are your thoughts on all of it? Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> kind of hard to sum that all up in the one thing there. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You can of course, I'm most excited for Larson to come back. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, haven't been able to race with him several times. You know, he's definitely a good dude. I think he's learned from his mistakes that he's made. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I do kind of hope they change the thought on that five, though. I know I'm definitely in the minority at this, but that classic number five logo that we saw with Labonte all the way through Kane, I was not a fan of that. I really was not. I'd yeah. definitely like to see him. I'd like to see him kind of stick with the usual Hendrick font on that. Okay. I see what you mean there. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, with Bell going to Gibbs and Briscoe in the 14, it's going to be just a great year all around for my guys. Oh, certainly. And, of course – the Bristol dirt race that we're going to have next season. And for sure, these guys are going to be a favorite. NASCAR's back on dirt. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Bell, uh, Bowman, Briscoe, Larson. This is going to be, we know who could be the big favorites in that race. So uh, definitely yeah. a big race I'm looking forward to in the spring. Almost makes up for losing Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, that's something we'd like to call pain. Something that uh, 2020 can bring to us, but all caps pain. Yeah, all caps pain. Yeah, that's something else too. Because I don't know if we actually covered the 2021 schedule or not. I don't know how long it's been since we've done a show, but um, yeah, the two tracks that are going to be off the 2021 schedule are going to be Chicagoland and Kentucky, plus Iowa. Actually, Iowa's not going to return next year as well. Um, and it doesn't look like Eldor is going to be back either, from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, Eldor, yeah. Um, I'm I'm really bummed about that because I liked the dirt track idea. You know, it's something different, something to shake up, um, something I'd like to see in all three series. I don't care what track it is. Like, you know, if truck was at Eldora, um, Xfinity was at the uh, Illinois State Fairgrounds, or Cup was at, um, you know, the Bristol Dirt, right? Just yeah, unfortunately, here's what I don't like is that it looks like that race, the Dirty of Bristol, may be a cup standalone, which is like, what? Mm, okay. I mean, I mean, if you look at the Xfinity schedule, it's not on there. That's a missing opportunity. Yeah. You could have some fun there. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they decide to keep the trucks there, you know, for that weekend. Yeah. You know, I just don't know. I love the trucks on dirt. Oh, same. Who knows? Maybe we'll see, uh, maybe we'll see something crazy happen, and Eldora is still on there. But, uh, Eldora released, uh, if you go to Eldora's Twitter page, they've, uh, released some events for next year, and unfortunately the Derby is not on there. Now, granted, they didn't put every single one of their events on there, but it looks like they did put all the major ones. So you would think that if they were, that would be one of them. Or who knows? Maybe NASCAR is just telling them not to do it now. So I'll have to wait and see. But I certainly want to see the trucks 
continue on the dirt. Yeah, uh, same here. And, of course, uh, your thoughts on 2311 Racing? Let's go. I mean, I'm ready for it. It's gonna Me be too. a it's gonna be a great team, great opportunity for the sport. Yeah, and a great opportunity for Denny Hamlin to continue his career in NASCAR after his racing career comes to a close. You know, the, this team is gonna serve as another Toyota team and uh, pretty much Furniture Road two point except I think this team will have no issues with money whatsoever. We're talking about Denny Hamlin, one of the most successful drivers right now, and Michael Jordan who is one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Plus, Bubba, and he got Bubba with all those endorsement deals. Yeah. He got Bubba. Yeah. DoorDash, Cash App, Columbia Sportswear. Um, Worldwide Technology is actually sticking with the 43, which I find interesting. I think Kingsford even uh, has a deal with Bubba as well. And I noticed yep. that at the Martinsville race, Denny Hamlin had a Domino's logo on his fire suit because he announced an endorsement deal, which I can't help but wonder if maybe finally Domino's may go, yeah, we'll sponsor Bubba Wallace. I mean, he's one of the most profitable guys in the sport now, so. Heck yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I don't see why not. I still remember when David Rudiman drove the double zero Domino's Toyota back in 2007. <laughs> so, Oh, man. So, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Uh, as of right now, Corey LaJoy and Ty Dillon, their plans are unknown, but we might hear something from them soon. Um, you know, there might have been a potential rumor about um, Spire Motorsports, potentially. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so right as of right now, who knows? Yeah, and also just to address some silly season 2021 20, stuff, uh, yes, I do have something lined up, but nothing I can formally announce yet. So as soon as that time comes, I'll let everybody know. And pull the grace and put the uh, pen emoji on Twitter. <laughs> Already done. Yeah, that's right. You did do that. Yeah. But I have a few more things possibly in the work, so I may have to do a few more. All righty. Warm was on. Anyway, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And um, I've already uh, put my name on pre-sale for the National Super Speedway race, assuming that I'm probably not going to have any credential opportunities next year because of COVID. Uh, really, really um, looking forward to Nashville. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. There's definitely some races lined up that I like to go to. It just depends if I can go to them because of uh, – the uh, limitations and the fans and all that fun jazz that coronavirus has caused. All right. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, um, we were looking forward to the next-gen car, which we have to wait another year for that. Speaking of 2022, Matt Benedetto is back in the 21 next year, but they did say Austin Sendrick will be in the 21 in 2022. So... Benedetto, we're already going to have to start possibly talking about him and where he could end up possibly next. Hmm. Although I yeah. think I have a, I think I might have something for that. So, oh man, we're already talking about 2022. Anyway, that's how far ahead we are. But anyway, 
Uh, I predict that De Benedetto in 2022, assuming that he's not going to go to Penske, the Penske team or anything, I predict he will replace Ryan Newman in the sixth, and Newman will retire after uh, 21. That's, uh, that's where my mindset is there. Okay, I want to see him go to the one car. Yeah, okay. That's also, that's also another good choice because, obviously, Kurt Busch's contract ends after next year. I, I think he stated once upon a time that he wanted to try the next-gen car. Um, and, of course, that kind of got tossed aside because of the uh, pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see if Kurt Busch renews or if he decides to step away because he's still competitive. He still wins races. He won a race just recently at Vegas. Won a couple last year. So it, 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 I'm really interested to see what Kurt Busch does in that situation. You know, he's been in the sport for a long time. Yeah. Let's see. So with that, um, going back to the 2021 schedule as well. Um, oh, well, by the way, before I continue. This is a little off topic, but I wanted to bring this up real fast because this excited me so much. This involves one of my favorite bands. I think you might have heard it by now. System of a Down, they just released their first music in 15 years. Um, and it was oh, so they one. finally released that? Yeah, they released two new songs called Protect the Land and Genocide of Humanoids. So, oh, so it's just a few songs? Yeah, but there's a reason behind it. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but essentially their native land, um, an area where Armenians called Artska, I hope I pronounced that right, basically have been under attack by combined forces of Azerbaijan and Turkey and along with ISIS terrorists from Syria. And... Hmm. Basically, it's, uh, they actually are having a fundraiser to help aid people over there. So you can actually, like, I bought the two songs for, like, $5 and donated to that effort. So I didn't even know about this before they brought it up. So, you know, as a System of a Down fan, I'm thrilled that, that they came back, they dropped their differences and came back to make new music for this. But it's, uh, I'll, I'll actually share this statement with you because I think it's certainly something that, we need to pay attention to because um, definitely that their native area is uh, under attack from, uh, yeah, he said there is an immediate need for global citizens to urge their respective governments to not only condemn the actions of the corrupt regime leaders of Azerbaijan and Turkey, but also to insist world leaders to act urgency to bring peace to the region and rightfully recognize Artska as uh, the independent nation as, as is because once upon a time it was, of course, uh, under um, the uh, USSR at one point. Hmm. Sounds but, great. Uh, I'm going to I'm have to go check that out. Yeah. Um, both songs sound amazing. They, they've been incredible. So uh, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely send you the tweet. I actually tweeted last night, but I'll definitely send it to you. Uh, I just wanted to bring yeah. it up real quick. You know, yeah, no problem. To make it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. There's been a lot of good music coming out lately, actually, though. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, one, one guy I've been listening to a lot lately is Machine Gun Kelly's new album. He's gone with a more pop-punk direction than this. And I just think it sounds great. 
I mean, if you haven't listened to it, definitely go check it out. Okay. Okay, I'll definitely give that a listen. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. You don't know Machine Gun Kelly. He's uh, he's a rapper. You know, that's all he's been until now, and lately he's been going more rock and roll. So this is his first rock album. It just sounds really good. So if you haven't listened to it, anyone who hasn't listened to it, definitely go check it out. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, a couple oh. really good songs on there are, uh, he has a cover of Misery Business by Paramore. Um, he has this one that's probably the best on the whole album, if you ask me, is Forget Me Too with Halsey and uh, My Ex's Best Friend featuring Black Bear. Oh, wow, okay. Halsey and Black Bear? Nice. Okay, I'm definitely going to look that up. My Ex's Best Friend. Okay. I will have that saved, and when we're done recording here, I'll give that a listen. And uh, I'll send you the link about the System of a Down song. I'm not going to lie. All right. Head <laughs> All right. So, um, any other bits of news or things that we can cover? Yeah, uh, just posted here. Um, Millbridge Speedway announces they will be hosting their very first national midget race. Sponsored by Dia Edge. Uh, looks like Chase Briscoe is going to be a big part of that. So definitely looking forward to that. I've been planning to go down to Charlotte at some point here soon, so I may have to use that as my excuse. Okay. Yeah. Also, just a quick shout-out, speaking of Millbridge, uh, this past weekend uh, they ran the KKM Give Back Classic. Uh, or the Keith Coons Motorsports Give Back Classic, for anyone who doesn't know, um, where basically the winner would get their choice between either a Keith Coons Chili Bowl ride and a $10,000 or $15,000 prize. Um, and Brian Carper ended up winning it, and this year shocked everybody there when he was offered the ride in Victory Lane. He straight up turned it down. Oh, wow. Uh, right on the spot? Yeah. You know, he, he clearly was sort of uh, divided on that, but he's decided, you know what, he wants to focus on his efforts for next year, and to him that means more than a Chili Bowl ride, even with Keith Coons, who is probably the biggest car owner out there. And even with that, Keith said, hey, if you change your mind in the next two weeks, give me a call. And actually it looks like right now there is a fundraiser going around to raise the 10000 to put him in a car for the Chili Bowl. So. I mean, wow. wow, that's uh definitely a lot of respect to that guy. And he beat drivers with the likes of Christopher Bell, uh, Chase Briscoe, Dylan Welch. I mean, so there was some stout competition in that, and he beat them all to get that. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is funny. I just pulled this up. So this was from yesterday. On uh, Kelly Crandall tweeted this. Brad Keselowski says he and his wife, Paige, found the giant beer glass from his 2012 championship celebration. Yep. It still had beer in it, which wasn't a great <laughs> sight. Put the glasses being clean, and Paige will wrap it for a hopeful reappearance Sunday night at Phoenix. So, who knows? We might see a drunk Brad Keselowski on TV again. <laughs> I don't understand how anyone can drink that much Miller. Miller is disgusting. I haven't tried it, honestly, so I wouldn't know. No. I've, had Bud, I've had Bush and Budweiser, but not a, not a Miller. Bush is definitely a king of beers. 
Mm-hmm. Indeed. And I'm literally not even saying that because they sponsor NASCAR. I just, I seriously think it is just the freshest, goes down the best beer there is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see me drinking, it's probably going to be that. Yeah, I definitely see what you mean there. There was something else that I'm trying to find, but it's the uh, I think it's called the Cars World Tour or, or Cars Late Model Tour. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you. Rockingham back, baby. Yeah, that's what I was gonna point out. Rockingham, North Carolina Speedway, It's gonna open up the season. So I'm I'm thrilled to see that track is uh, making another comeback, and I hope maybe sometime down the line, maybe the trucks or Xfinity or even ARCA can make a return there as well. Oh, why can't we get Cup there at some point? Cup as well, man, that'd be great. I never got to watch a race live, you know, because the last Cup race there was early 2004. So I definitely would love to see another Cup race at Rockingham for sure. And let me see this. uh, Comcast tweeted this. Congrats to Bubba Wallace, this year's Comcast Community Champ of the Year. Thank you for the work you and your Live to Be Different Foundation do to fight for inclusion, empower the next generation, and help others fulfill their potential. Yeah, definitely really deserving of that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I just so pumped for him. Yeah, very, I agree completely, and he has made a, a powerful impact in NASCAR, and I think he's going to be a big face of the sport for many years to come. That and, you know, I'm watching his reaction, actually, to, to winning it. Um, now, Comcast will actually donate 60000 to his uh, foundation. That's pretty cool. But, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, Bob is a, definitely going to be one of the most popular drivers. He's going to be up there, and I'm excited for the next chapter of his career with 2311, and hopefully we'll get to see him get some cup wins and kick some ass next season. Let's see. So besides that, I don't think I have anything else except today we are 100 days away from the 2021 Daytona 500. Besides that, I uh, can't think of anything to talk about. Uh, just something I do want to say here real quick. Um, so for everyone knows who I got started, you know, with my racing with Legends at Kentucky Speedway, that's how I first really started to – get what I needed to do to get into the sport, I guess. Uh, this one kid whose family helped me out there was named Chris Hacker. Um, you know, he was always talking about his eventual goal to make it into NASCAR. And this weekend he is actually making his Arkham and Art Series West debut at Phoenix for Fast Track. So just a shout-out there and definitely want to wish him luck. Oh, that's excellent. Best of luck to him. You said his name is Chris Hacker? Yep. Gotcha. Best of luck to Chris. Driving uh, number 12 for Andy Hillenberg. Number 12. Okay. Awesome. Glad to hear. Yep. Yeah. And actually, I got that just reminded me. Uh, definitely have to give a huge shout out to my bud Brett Holmes on his ARCA championship. He's awesome. one of the first guys I got to know from working in ARCA. So he's just one of the most humble dudes in the sport. He comes from nothing, and he's risen to the top of that. And I just hope that he's able to stay in the sport for a long time now, years to come. My heart, he has big plans for next year. 
So just want to wish him luck with the future and congratulate him on that. Same. I'm I'm absolutely happy for Brett Holmes. He that was all his effort. You know, that's his little team and able to push his way through a championship and the way I saw him performing, you know, I was like, he's going to get that first win. And he did. And he won and won and won and boom, won the championship. So definitely a big congrats to Brett Holmes. Thank you for bringing that up as well. And um, besides that, lastly, save Kentucky Speedway. <laughs> um, save Kentucky Speedway. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like, they've talked about, you know, that they want to turn that place into a multi-use facility and use it for other things as well, which is good. But the repave did hurt the track, I admit. Um, it, you know, it hurts because, like, you know, a lot of people found it boring. And the track was beautiful. It was a beautiful track, great facilities, great everything. Um, but the racing obviously wasn't great. I, I don't mind if there's possibilities to give it the auto club treatment and turn it into a short track, I wouldn't care. I would be completely fine with that. Um, I still think the track could make a comeback. Uh, in particular, maybe it might be like pre-2011 for a while, where it's the lower circuits racing there, but I'm pretty sure people would, would turn out for that, because even before the Cup Series came out, they packed it for the for the, Xfinity, for the or then the Nationwide and Bush Series. They packed it for those yeah. races. Uh, we remain ever hopeful, maybe. <laughs> but yep. anyhow, uh, that'll go ahead and that'll go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode of the Chopping uh, the Hammer Racing Hour. We'll we're going to do our best to do a show next week, and we'll review the champions and review the 2020 season and look forward to 2021. So, besides that, I want to thank everyone so much for listening, and uh, from Michael Klein and myself, Alex Gray. We will see you next time. Bye. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.